this guy and I didn't want the church he answered so I didn't tell him why I was calling he he worked at a vineyard and I just said can you tell me about the pruning process and he said to the untrained eye it will look like you are trying to kill the vine I mean you're not just you're not just kind of lightly clipping it you're hacking at the core of who it is and and to that person I'll tell you like it might not even be in this season that you bear fruit it might be in three seasons from now that you do Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio, featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and special guest, Pastor Adam Weber. Everyone goes through hard times, and it's difficult to understand why. You might even feel guilty asking God why you're going through that. But today, Pastor Daniel and Adam discuss why it's okay to ask God why you're going through challenges. He'll bring you through it and bring a fruitful season. Now, here's Pastor Daniel and special guest Adam Weber with the Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. What's happening, everybody? And welcome to this episode of The Crazy Happy with me, Daniel Fusco, a podcast where we talk about Jesus and life, life, real life at street level where everyone lives. How do we experience the joy of the Lord in the midst of this crazy, crazy world. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being a part of what God is doing. Thanks for being encouraging and choosing to encourage one another. I always say I want to see everyone sprinkling a little bit of Jesus's happiness around in these crazy times. Now, I always say it, that one of the things that I love so much about getting to do what I get to do is I get to hang out and talk to people who I love, who I look up to, who I respect. And today's guest is absolutely one of those people. I am blessed to have my friend, Adam Weber, joining us on the podcast. Adam, what's the good word, buddy? Daniel, I, I love you as well. My face already hurts from smiling. Uh, I'm honored to do this. So I, I, I'm, I'm game any day of the week to do this because uh, just I just think so highly of you. And just the, it's impossible to miss the Jesus inside of you. And I mean that not just you on a stage or you on social media, but the person you are is the real deal. And so that's why, that's why I'm here. Cause I just love and appreciate you so much. Oh man. Well, thanks for being here. And I feel the absolute <laughs> same thing about you. And so if you guys don't know who Adam is, Adam is the pastor of a great church called Embrace Church, multi-campus, multi-sites, lots of different things in, in the great state of South Dakota. He is an author. I've been recommending his most recent book, Love Has a Name, to a lot of people. They're like, hey, I really want a book that will challenge me, but it's encouraging. And I'm like, oh, I got the book for you. And so we're <laughs> going to talk about the book. But uh, Adam is also, he's married. He's got a whole bunch of kids. He also has got a bunch of animals. So, so, okay, so you have four kids, right? And, and give me the list of the animals right now. So I have four kids. We currently have six chickens. We had nine. Uh, we have two dogs. What I've always really wanted is one Gotland sheep. Although I've been told you need two sheep because they're very communal. 
So that's what I'm trying to work on with my wife right now. The other day at, at a at a fair, at a fair, they had potbelly pigs. And I was trying to figure out a way to put one in my my shirt and sneak him into our house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's another question. So so so, so I mean you have four kids, so and then you have all these animals and you're trying to get sheep and a potbelly pig now. Let's go back because I think that's really beautiful. You wanted one sheep, but you're like, no, actually, you need two because sheep are communal. And of course, that's a bib- there's a biblical principle here. So you want to unpack that a little bit for us, pastor us a little bit here? Yeah. So uh, my, my, first off, I need to share the first time that I fell in love with sheep. It was my very first sermon I ever preached was on the lost sheep. And I thought to myself, I can't preach on sheep if I know nothing about them. So I started driving the countryside of uh, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmore, Kentucky area. And I'm not kidding. This, this, they should make a movie out of this. I'm like, I need to find someone who knows about sheep. I drive by a flock of sheep. I look out in, in this field, random field. And there's an old man standing in the middle of the flock of sheep. I'm like, okay. So I get out. His name's Dinky. I can't make that up. He tells me he's a sheep expert and he begins to tell me about sheep. And so uh, sheep are communal and they also, everything Jesus says, it shouldn't be a surprise to us, is dead on. I mean, sheep know the voice of their master, their shepherd. And so I sat there with Dinky, a guy, I'm not even sure if he was a Christian or not, but he began to preach all over the place. I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for, but I could, t- I could talk all day about sheep. Well, see, no, I love this now. And, and I want to say this because, because I realize that people who are listening are in all different places in their faith journey. And um, it's so important in this day and age, especially I, we, we all love technology and, you know, we'll talk about where you can find Adam online. Cause he does, you know, I just love how God's using him, but <sighs> listen, you and I are, are, are wired as people to, to live in community and relate like the Bible calls it community. Uh, we all just call it relationships and, and, and we need to have spiritual friendship. We need people who are walking with, like, I wish I had, I mean, before we started recording here, you know, me and Adam were having spiritual friendship where we're talking about things we're going through and experiences that we're having and things that are confusing to us. And, and even in the, the, the 10 minutes of me and Adam, before we started recording, doing that, it, it lifted my spirit and, and, and it helped you know, me grab some perspective. And so if you're out there and you're listening to this and you are not in fellowship, at a local church with other men and women who are not only love Jesus, but also who are maybe in different places in their walk with you so that you can either uh, pour into them or, or, or their young zeal in the Lord can challenge you if maybe you're becoming a little bit more complacent because I love that. You don't, don't just want one sheep. You need two because they're communal. Oh, one of the things, and what I love about that, one of the things that you'll see over and over again in the Bible is this one another, one another, one another, serve one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, confess to one another. I think one of the things that we've missed in the American church is this one another. We, we've we've kind of turned it into this more individualistic type of approach. And there's absolutely the importance of having the personal relationship with Christ. But something I think we've missed so much is the importance of community and having that not as an optional added bonus to our walk with Christ, but an essential part of what we need as followers of Jesus and as humans. I can't, I have two best friends that are not family members and I can't imagine running, running life, like, like trying to make it through life and not just survive, but to thrive without these two people 
pouring into me, challenging me, speaking truth to me, sharing encouragement with me. Uh, it's such an important part. And when I heard that about sheep, I'm like, gosh, humans are the same way. We just don't realize it. Like uh, a sheep right away, it sounds like it will begin to stress out if it doesn't have community. Like it, it literally, it needs, it needs that. And gosh, as humans, we're the exact same way. We just like to deny it. So good. And, and I realize that people are bound to say, and I, people say this to me all the time, say, you know, Pastor Daniel, like, you know, I, you know, I love, I love church and I love people, but it's just so much more convenient to, you know, just kind of be online. And, and I would say, listen, it is convenient, but the thing is, is, is it really edifying? Are we really getting built up? And, and, and you know, this as well, Adam, you know, one of the reasons uh, fellowship becomes so important is because like with the people who know us the best, they can just look in our eyes and they can know like something's wrong. Like, like so, something's weighing on me. Like just a couple of days ago, me and my bride, Lynn were out walking and she's like, so something's bothering you. And I'm like, oh yeah. And she's like, you can always tell because <laughs> she's like, you have this tendency to look down and you kind of look to the right a little bit. She's like, so we'll walk. And I'll notice that you're just kind of looking to the right on the, at the floor. She's like, and that always means that like, there's something that's kind of bothering you, something that's, and, and she's like, so do you want to talk about it? And I, and I stopped for a second. And I'm like, yeah, I think I do want to talk about it. Can we talk about it? And, and we started, and, and, and we were, but like, it's because my bride knows me. If I, if it was someone who didn't know me, they wouldn't see me kind of looking down to the right and they wouldn't think anything of it. Like, oh, he's looking at the floor or whatever. And so we need those people in our lives to be able to help, you know, move the needle and, and, and to raise the temperature spiritually. Oh, and I, th I think so often we wait until life hits the fan before we do that, before we realize it. And then it's like, oh my gosh, if I only would have had this in place before that. And then I think what we're missing out on is the joy of pouring into other people. I mean, I mean, that's like, let us, like, let us, let us run the race well together. Like I want to run it together. I don't want to reach the finish line on my own. One of the greatest joys in my life is being able to pour into and pastor others. And all of us who follow Jesus are called to be pastors and we're, we're missing out on so much joy. It's been one of the single greatest sources of joy is living in community with other people. And it takes work. It takes effort. I, I even think about my two best friends. There's times when I'm, I want to cancel on them and it's easy to cancel on them because we're so close. You know, they wouldn't hold it against me. Hey, something came up. I, I can't meet. And it's like, this should be one of the last things I ever cancel because I need this time in my life. The, the times that I feel like I don't need it are the times that I often need it the most. Someone who will see something and call it out or encourage me or challenge me to step by faith, walk by faith, or even to say like, hey, when was the last time you went on a date with your spouse? It's like, oh gosh, it's been a while. You know, it's so critically important. So, okay. I want to ask you a question because before we started recording, we were just kind of catching up and you said something that I thought was so beautiful that I wanted to kind of probe into a little bit. So, you know, we were talking about like how we were doing and all the crazy stuff that was going on. And one of the things that you said that, that was really, I, I was like, oh, beautiful. You said, it's not always like this, but right now I can say my soul is doing really well. Now, I, I wish I love, cause I love both the honesty of like, I can't always say that, but right now I can say that like, my, my soul's doing well. And I think for a lot of people, you know, that they would be like, yeah, I want that. And so can you share a little bit about 
things that you're doing now, and maybe there are things that you're, you've always done, but now it's kind of bearing fruit. What are some things that you're doing that are helping you be able to say, hey, right now my soul's doing really well? Ooh, great question. And it, it's, it's genuinely true. My soul is not always well. Uh, I'm naturally a restless soul. And so even if things are so good, I'll start thinking about things to make my soul un- unwell. I-, I think a couple of things have led to it. First off, a few years ago, I went through a really, really hard season of of being challenged and pruned. It was brutal. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Uh, I got refined in a, in a whole lot of ways. And I only say that because I feel like that season is what set up this season. Mm. Again, a season that I would have never wished on anybody, particularly myself, is now I feel like I'm reaping the harvest of that season of God saying, I'm going to prune you. I, I know this is painful. It's brutal. So just that to encourage the person who's in that season right now, fruit is going to come. If you allow God to use it and not allow allow Satan to let it harden you or the world make it make you jaded, gosh, I think that's part of what's led to the season being well. Another thing that has been critical, I began to implement really consistent rhythms in my life for the first time. Uh, this, this much. Uh, so each morning, uh, really up until to, to today. And so I'm trying to figure out how do I keep on going? And so I, I've had these rhythms though, where I've woke up each, each morning during the week at 5:40. So I've gotten up at 5:40, try to leave the house about 6:05, 6:10, And then for an hour, I just go sit with God. And so I start the time just with being still just for a couple of minutes. And then I'm a huge fan of the glorified daily worship app. It's an app that has been life changing for me in so many ways. And so I listen to that each day. There's a reading, there's a reflection and there's a prayer time. So I'll listen to that for maybe six, seven minutes. Then I'll spend time praying. uh, And so I'll just do that. And so long story short, and this is not normally me. So this is, this is, I'm more of a sporadic, like I'll read here and there. I'll, I'll pray here and there. This is the first time I've really had an hour of consistent time. And for me, it felt like uh, the busier I am, the more I need that time. Like, and in the past, I would have started to cut away at that. And so it's really been this holy season of just sitting and being still. And I'm not a be still person. I'm a doer, Enneagram three, let's achieve something, let's climb a mountain. But I've just really found that that's set up and it's really impacted everything else. If I, if I can really start with being connected to God and I, I feel even weird sharing all this because it's super kind of a churchy answer. And yet it's, it's been, that's, that's the answer of why I feel like my soul is at the place that it is right now. Yeah. And I want to thank you for being vulnerable about that and sharing that. I mean, there's, I was reading in uh, Psalm 131 where it talks about how like, like a weaned child, I quieted my soul within me. So it was such a provocative picture that you think about like, like a child who is not weaned when he's in his mother's arms is going to be frustrated because he's desirous of, of nursing, you know, but, but, but he's like, no, no, David's like, I've actually quieted my own soul down that I'm, I'm, I'm just a child, peaceful child in my mother's arms, you know, uh, with the Lord. And that's what you're saying. And you're saying, and I, and there's one thing that I want to make sure I tease out uh, where you said that you went through a really hard season that really set up this season and, and I like to, uh, if you're in that place right now, I love that, that 
you know, one of the things that Adam said was, Hey, you, this is going to be bearing fruit in the future. And I always remember, I, I have a good buddy of mine when I was a, a, a baby believer, when I first started walking with Jesus, there was an older man who was pouring into my life. His name was Philip. And I used to sit on uh, Philip's porch with him and we drink iced tea and, and his porch like looked out onto this, uh, this open field that was really overgrown and there was wildflowers and, and it was just beautiful. And I remember one day we were, we were there and all of a sudden there was, they're out there with the rototillers and they were breaking everything up like, and, and, and half of this field was just Brown, you know? And I remember being like, Oh man, they're killing our view. Like they're just wrecking our view. And Philip's like, Oh, well, let's see what happens over the next couple of months. And sure enough, they ended up tilling the whole field, but then they planted it. And like, by the end of the summer, it was infinitely more beautiful and infinitely more fruitful. And my buddy Phillip's like, do you remember when you were worried about what they were doing with the field? Like, and he started, and, he, and then he grabbed John 15 and he read about how, you know, uh, the father is glorified when we bear fruit. You know, Jesus is the, you know, the father is the vine dress, you know, the father is the vine dresser and Jesus is the vine and we are the branches and he prunes away so we can bear more fruit. And he's like, that's what they did in this field. And that's what God wants to do in our hearts. And that, that process is so painful. Um, I, I so uh, last time I preached on, on those verses, it was years ago. I, I, it was before I knew what pruning felt like. Uh, now I, I look back and I'm like, you were actually not at a place where you could preach on that yet, Weber. <laughs> so, but at the time I, I called this guy and I didn't want the churchy answer. So I didn't tell him why I was calling. He, he worked at a vineyard and I just said, can you tell me about the pruning process? And he said to the untrained eye, it will look like you are trying to kill the vine. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not just, you're not just kind of lightly clipping it. You're hacking at the core of who it is. And, and to that person, I'll tell you, like, it might not even be in this season that you bear fruit. It might be in three seasons from now that you do. Uh, during that hard time, that hard season, randomly one day on my way home from work, I, I was in so much pain emotionally. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm. And, and randomly one day I stopped by a, a flower shop, this nursery, and I bought a flower, like just a pot of flowers, which is so bizarre. I came home. My wife looked at me and she's like, what's wrong with you? Mm. And I just started bawling. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm hurting so much right now. So I just, she's like, why did you get flowers? I said, I don't even know why. That summer, any time that I was just in horrible pain, I would stop by this nursery, get another plot of flowers and plant them. So I started planting this garden. Last summer, there wasn't much, like it was just starting to kind of come alive. This summer is the first summer that the thing has just been in full bloom. Mm. I mean, that this garden, like this flower garden is just like, bam. I'm like, look at that baby. But it's, but I feel the same about my soul. It's taken three years for me to get to this place where my prayers are no longer, why God, why God, why God? Now they're like, God, I I see now. God, I understand now. There's still things I have questions about why that had to happen, but now I'm getting to get, I'm beginning to get the full picture. And I, I want you to hear this. It's okay to pray why God prayers. Like our God can handle that. So if you're still in that place of why God, if you're still in that place where you look at your garden and it's totally dead and it looks like someone just, you know, took a blowtorch to it. Like it's okay to say, God, why God, why God, why God? But I promise you, again, if you stay close to God 
if you allowed him to, to process your pain with him in a healthy way, in a life-giving way, I promise you, you will find the most fruitful life-giving season ahead. And I mean that in the, the non-prosperity gospel sort of way. I'm talking like in the fullest sense of joy and peace. Because Daniel, when you asked me how I was doing, I mean, it was just like, gosh, yeah, things are far from perfect, but man, my soul is so good. And um, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And share with us this, Adam, in that season, right? um, When things are painful, when things are hurtful, when things are not going well, when, when we're going, when we're being refined and the heat is turned up and all this stuff's going on for many people, like they lose their ability to be able to stay close. And whether it's, they're just so hurt, they're so beside themselves, there's there's so many, it's so disruptive. There's so many questions. And I think all that we've gone through and are going through culturally right now, uh, there is this, you know, uh, kind of everyone is kind of uh, crispy. Everyone is on edge. Everybody is, uh, you know, hitting their, the collective wall. There's all these, you know, um, in that season, you know, how did you do holding on to the Lord? I think I know how you're going to answer that, but like, but yeah. like, was there anything that in that season that, that you learned uh, while you were just kind of clinging uh, to try and stay connected and close to the Lord, given just the, the level of uh, anguish and pain? Yeah, we, we talked about it already a little bit, like the importance of community. Um, I, I mean, having those close brothers uh, that I could be totally unpolished with, just uncandid to share the good, bad, and otherwise inside of me. I mean, you look at you look at King David's words; they're pretty intense words, and we can speak those with God, but also to have, I mean, a very few trusted people that you can just process that with. That was critical for me because I would I would openly process with them, which is very different than gossiping, very different than bad. I mean, like here are just like people who are black holes in my life that I can just share and I know it's not going anywhere. So I could process it with them and then they could speak truth back to me. Ooh. That was critical. And they were just there. I, I, another thing was was I went to see a counselor again during that season a Christian counselor who could help me process my pain, could help me decipher between truth and lies. And I, I think for me, and this is just my bias, really finding someone who's a solid solid believer is huge. I mean, that was critically important, really to have someone coming from a, a Christ-centered approach to counseling, very trained academically, like, I mean, very respected in the counseling field, but to have that was that was critical. And then I think also uh, just an understanding, uh, this is emotionally healthy spirituality, Pete Scazzaro. I just, I'm such a huge fan of Pete, but really being able to process my emotions. You know, I think Christians oftentimes, we're not good at processing and feeling things like pain or feeling grief. I think a lot of times we need to, we, we try to put the, the Jesus bumper sticker on it right away. Uh, instead of, I mean, you look at the Old Testament, it's full of lamenting and grief. And so I think being able to like put words to our feelings as we process them with God, uh, I think that was such a helpful, that was a helpful thing. Jesus is 
Today, Pastor Daniel and his guest, Adam Weber, discuss the importance of having community. Kind of like a sheep needing other sheep, we as people need each other. It might come naturally to think that doing things at home or apart from others is easier. Maybe it is. But just think about how much more rewarding and enriching your life is when you work at being in relationship with those around you. If you'd like to listen to more from the Crazy Happy Podcast, you can visit JesusIsRealRadio.com or look for Pastor Daniel Fusco on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified each time a new edition is posted. And then be sure to join Pastor Daniel and journalist Billy Hallowell for more discussions and interviews that are relevant to your life today. Now back to Josh with a preview for next Friday's edition. Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel and Adam will discuss a book that Adam has written about love. They'll discuss the kind of love that God has for people, and the kind of love that's important for each person to show to others. A key ingredient to loving others is being present and intentional with the person who's right in front of you. You don't want to communicate that you'd rather be anywhere else than with that person. Well, that's all the time we have for this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today and be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.